Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. So glad you guys are with us today. We've been talking about community all week and today's going to be the best episode of all. It is why community and the reason for why community is you will recover from failure better. If you are human, as long as you're not a Martian or a, uh, you know, what do you call a guy from Venus? A uh-huh. Venetian or a Saturnian? <laughs> I think Venetian is Italian, but you know. I think it is too. <laughs> Venetian blinds or something. But if you're human, you have failures, and some of those failures have actually shaped your life. So why community is you will recover from your failures better and they will not shape your your life in a negative way. Mm. They, they'll still shape your life, but they might shape your life in a positive way mm. if you recover right from them. That's true. You know, I feel like that um, the, the scripture here in, in John 13 is um, Peter basically committed to Jesus, hey, I'll die for you. Wherever you're going, I'm in, you know. Well, we know that uh, Jesus said, well, you're going to deny me three times, um, and and that's exactly what happened. And this was a major failure, and Jesus restored him and uh, through a small group. So that didn't define his life. It got written in Scripture, so we get to read about it all the time, but it didn't define his ministry. He actually became the leader of that church, see. So... Um, What's a time that uh, you felt just a horrible failure (laughs) and, you know, you needed people to help you recover? I'll give mine before you you go here. Sounds good. Going into the ministry early on, Mm -hmm. I was about 18, and I'd been saved for three years, but I was still in the process of working out the basic sins. Mm -hmm. And... I was asked to preach by a guest pastor because every guest pastor wants to help a fireball young minister get launched, right? Mm -hmm. So this guy did. And I was struggling with some stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had just failed in some areas I was trying to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I had made a commitment. I, I just have never been that guy that has the ability to be failing on the inside and go preach mm. on publicly on the outside. I'm not that guy. Yeah. I have to have I have to be 100% right with God before I can preach. Mm. Otherwise, I'm done. I, mm. I just I, that's been my DNA. I know that America's been full of preachers that have the ability to get up there <laughs> while that's not, but I'm not been one of those. Yeah. And so um I couldn't get it right. I just it was such a failing that I had to call it off. And about four hours before I was scheduled to preach, I had to say, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It was, as a young preacher, this was incredibly devastating. Mm. It was just horrible. The guy was so gracious, got up and preached. To, you know, they said, he's got canned sermons, he can do it, you know, mm-hmm. all that. But what I determined out of that was, I am going to encompass myself with relationships mm-hmm. of people that are overcoming sins. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to encompass myself with these people until I'm consistent. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. Mm. I got into small groups and I encompassed myself with people, not not people who had already arrived, 
people, they were still struggling, but we were on a journey together to overcome and get consistent at overcoming sin until mm-hmm. I became consistent. Yeah. And I beat that thing. I beat those sins through that through, by encompassing myself um, in those small groups with, with those people. That's All right, what's, what's the story of, of recovering from failure better through a small group? Can oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, when I went to college, uh, I was not the best student. I was a very good student in high school. I actually was the valedictorian of my class. But because I was the valedictorian, college uh, mm. was not that I wasn't capable of doing the work. It's that I didn't mm. have to. I didn't think I had to do the work. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it had this going on. Well, when you're a music major, there's a certain level of improvement that is mm. expected. And so I had a couple of epic failures. Uh, and so I had professors, luckily, that recognized... Did they tell you it was an epic failure? Oh, they didn't have to tell me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to tell me. So I had a couple of these epic failures. Now, luckily, I had professors that had gotten to know me enough to know that I had it in me. Uh-huh. It just was not coming out. And so I uh, actually, my wife, we were studying music together. Um, she was an avid practicer. And so because she was practicing, mm. I, would, I would practice. Okay, right. Um, but before, I didn't have to practice. It was always good enough. Mm. Um, and uh, that is not... <laughs> yeah. How, that's not how you actually grow. And so that seems like a silly example, but the amount of times that that has played out in my spiritual life, and there was something spiritual going on in me yes. during this time that, right. I was, that I was developing, it was, you know... It's great to have potential and talent, but potential has never accomplished anything. Right. And so that's the same is true in the kingdom. Yes. You could be the, a, a gifted speaker. You could be a gifted evangelist. You could be gifted in whatever capacity, but potential never accomplished anything. Wow. You'll have a couple of early, early successes, but after mm. that, if you're not willing to develop it, and I, I think it was a Chris Valentin sermon or maybe a Eric Johnson sermon that I heard and they equated this with grace and they said you would be surprised at the number of people that are living off of the grace that was given to them 10 years ago mm, wow when really they need new grace for today yes. to keep moving forward yeah and so uh luckily my professors gave me grace and i used that grace to propel myself forward uh and i ended up, ended up doing really well in college so so the method was you connected yourself to oh, yeah. a person who had what you wanted oh yeah and, and then, my right? my voice teacher uh he sacrificed a lot to help me. I was yeah. I was not a good student. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he helped me. He made it happen. And that's what we're advocating. So you know, let's just bat some scenarios back and forth of when a person needs a small group Here we go. to recover from failure batter. Your marriage is failing. Oof. You need a small group. You need a small group. To Help you recover. Now mm-hmm. we've got them, we've got one here at Abundant Life, mm-hmm. but they're all over the place. You mm-hmm. need a small group to help your right to. It's true. You're going to need input from others. It's true. Your finances are mm-hmm. failing. Financial Peace University mm-hmm. is built on a small group. It's mm-hmm. meant to take a small group of people, and actually, there's some accountability in it. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask you questions like. How many credit cards did you cut up? <laughs> did you do your budget this week? Did, they're going to teach you how to do oh, your yeah. budget, and they're going to ask you, "Did you do your budget?" It, it's follow up, follow up. See, yeah. And so, so those are just two of. Go yeah. what comes on the top of your uh, head. We've got a couple of people uh, through our small group that felt like they were in a dead end job for a long time. Oh, okay. And through small group and through some of the stuff, they've realized, hey, my my job is a mission field. 
Wow. So that's just, that's a big shift. In that's mindset. huge. It's no longer, well, I'm just working because I have to work to pay my bills. It's right. Yes, I have to pay my bills, but this is a mission field. These people need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a big mindset change. Yes. I, they wouldn't have gotten there without small group. Right. Even your basic AA and NA really is all that, right? It's, all it's, about it's that. just a small group, yeah. and then everybody gets honest, yeah. right? Feel like you're struggling with devotions? Get in a small group. Uh, that's right. And with other people that are doing devotions right. and kind of do it together, right? That's right. Yeah. So I, we could go on. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of these things. Yeah. Failure thrives in isolation. Mm. Ooh, I need to say that again. Oh, yeah. Failure thrives in isolation. Mm. So the way we we defeat that is we get it out of isolation and move it into trusted small group community. Mm. And then we then that transforms failure into a process of success. It's usually not a one-time deal, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't need the small group. Mm-hmm. It's it's a process of of of. But but the process, the reward of the process. The, let's talk about the the cost of the process. Oh, here we go. What's the cost of the process? Oh, you're gonna lose some of your dignity. A little, little dignity. Yeah. You'll lose some of your privacy. Accountability. <laughs> Someone's gonna call you on some things. It's true. Right. Yeah. Uh, and. Commitment. You're going to have to sacrifice something of the American dream to to do it, to to be a part, right? Could be money. Could be a promotion. Could Could, be, I mean, there's all sorts of things. Could be everything you want in your schedule, whatever. So there's a price, but the reward is that your failures aren't going to define you in a negative way. Instead, they'll turn into launching pads for yeah. some amazing success in yeah. in your life, and that's what we're what we're advocating here. Um, you know, that's how uh, after Peter had this catastrophic <laughs> failure of denying the Lord three times at the most crucial point of Jesus's life, it was in a small group. You know, here's how if you if you know the story, here's how Jesus did it. They're out there fishing, going the wrong direction. Starting their businesses back up again when Jesus called them out of those businesses. And Jesus appears on the shore and says, have y'all caught any fish? <laughs> and the answer was no. And, and uh, you know, so he repeats the calling. Has yeah. them try the other side of their boat. Mm. Repeats the calling. Yeah. Peter and John, the revelation hits them. That's Jesus on the shore. Resurrected Jesus. <laughs> Peter jumps out of the boat, swims to the shore. Rest of them have to do the hard work of pulling the fish in. That's true. And Jesus has got a meal prepared. Yeah. When they hit the shore, just imagine if you're <laughs> imagine if you're Peter, you've had this catastrophic failure, and then um, you you get the boats ashore, yeah. and Jesus has a meal prepared for you. Yeah. He's got the fish and the yeah. bread and a fire built. Yeah. And and it actually says he had a fire built, and he's got a meal prepared for him. What's the what's the first order of business? Let's let's have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I also like this because <laughs> it's just funny to me. <laughs> see, I get I, I'm crying here. I'm oh, okay. thinking about it. Sorry, but tell you're funny. Oh, see, well, you know, Jesus is just he's going along. He's like, you hungry? <laughs> That's just what's funny to me. Is you like, yeah, here's see, the food. well, you, the reason it chokes me up is. I'm thinking of Peter's emotion of yeah. abject failure. I am a failure. I blew it. I denied him three times at yeah. the cross. I know he's resurrected now, but it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm useless. I'm yeah. worthless. So Jesus' answer is, hey, mm. want to have dinner? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I cooked. <laughs> Who can refuse that? That's see? It's true. It's true. So then he has that that meal, hang out, you know, talked about mm. stuff, whatever. <laughs> and then they go for a walk on the beach. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. So and that's where Peter got restored. So I just wanna just say, you know, we're gonna move on to something else next week. Uh, I think we're going to move on to some theology next week mm-hmm. um, as some the heart of the gospel, and that, that's really good. Um, my, my encouragement is let your Christianity mm-hmm. have its in its DNA small group yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You're going to say something. Yeah, I've got something here. So, you know, we're talking about recovering from failures, and I think this, this passage is the perfect illustration. There are a lot of people that... that are listening to this maybe even, or maybe that you need to send this podcast to, that you feel like what you have done has completely disqualified you. Mm. Completely. And you think there is no way that I can move forward now. This is just the way that my life is going to be. Uh, I want to just say that that's a lie. Mm. There is truth. You're never going to be able to restore yourself. Mm. You're never going to be able to move forward by yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the lie that you have to break is that other people won't accept you if you were really vulnerable. Mm. So I just want to encourage you right now, don't listen to that lie. Get in a small group. Get in relationship with people where you can be like, you know what, I felt like I felt like I was done, but I think that God has more for me, and I, I want to do that with you guys. Yes. That's, that's, that's where you've got to be. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community in small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in person or on YouTube with our live stream community.